0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, April 1st, April Fool's Day, of course. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. There are lots of April Fool's Day pranks on the internet today, so I run down some of the ones that stand out the most. Bethesda won't be sharing a digital showcase in June. Ryan Reynolds and Netflix are making a Dragon's Lair movie. And Pokemon Go's developer acquires an augmented reality startup and continues to make the game easier to play from home. April Fool's Day brings out all kinds of fake news stories and fake announcements and weird, bizarre, real things. Today is April Fool's Day, which I have always enjoyed quite a bit, actually, but I know many people who cover video games and the video game industry professionally who just absolutely despise it. It makes you second-guess every news story you come across and... Admittedly, most of the fake news posts either aren't very clever or they are fake versions of things that could be very cool if they were real. I, personally, have always loved to see various publishers and developers being goofy for that one day. And then it also leads to crazy things like rabbits appearing in games like For Honor, which was this insane thing that happened temporarily last year. I'm working on today's episode a little bit earlier than usual so I won't catch all the April Fool stuff and I am really more interested in just highlighting my favorite stuff anyway so maybe I will do a follow up tomorrow but here's what I have seen so far at the time of recording and you can check the show notes for this episode for links to everything I'm talking about here. All the Overwatch characters currently have big googly eyes even things like Hanzo's big dragon attack has googly eyes. I am a big fan of this as it just makes Overwatch look really weird for a short period of time. Capcom released a surprisingly fully featured puzzle game called Neko Drop that can be played on a browser or on your mobile device. It's all about collecting cats and it actually has a pretty fantastic soundtrack. The thing I like about this April Fool's Day prank is it's pretty much just a cool free game. It's linked in the show notes. How the studio that brought Kirby to life and is also behind the Box Boy series, a puzzle game that I really like. Tweeted out some art, gameplay GIFs and screenshots of a Box Boy game in the style of Final Fight called Final Box. The fake gameplay screenshot shows muscular fighters with Box Boy heads using their box duplicating abilities to punch bad guys. I like this one. It's funny and very very clearly a joke. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds released a highly produced trailer for Fantasy Battle Royale, a real mode that is currently available and will continue to be available until April 7th. On its blog post revealing the mode, PUBG writes, Fantasy Battle Royale is an optional event mode that lets you choose from one of four fantasy classes to take on the battlegrounds in a completely different way. Creating a true fantasy mode would require more resources than we wanted, so we made a couple alternate choices in how we represent the fantasy in Fantasy Battle Royale by utilizing existing PUBG mechanics in fun and crazy new ways. We came up with what we consider a funny mode that didn't have to waste important development resources for a week-long joke. PUBG is also using the new temporary mode to test out crafting to see if it's something that they want to integrate in the long term. Bandai Namco released a trailer for a fake game called Tales of the Rays. It is a fighting game based on the Tales franchise, which is one of those feels like this should just be a real thing kind of pranks. Codemasters, the developer behind the Dirt Racing series, published a blog post with fake screenshots for a game called Dirt Rollers. That is a racing game where you play as a marble. The screenshots actually make it look kind of cool. Like, I would play that if they released that. Platinum. The Bayonetta and Wonderful 101 developers released an honestly kind of confusing trailer, especially since it has been teasing a fourth announcement for a fourth project over the last weeks. It's a trailer promoting a collaboration with Hamster Corporation, a game development company that isn't particularly known outside of Japan that made a series of classic space shooter arcade games called the Cresta series, and the trailer teases that Platinum is making a new Cresta game called Soul Cresta that is coming to arcades. The thing that is confusing about this is that this totally feels like a game Platinum could potentially make. It doesn't seem outlandish or weird, except for maybe the fact that it's an arcade cabinet. And it is on Platinum's website as the fourth announcement. It has been teasing, but the description on YouTube reads hashtag April Fools, hashtag April Fool's Day, hashtag gotcha, so I guess this is a prank? I am honestly not sure. If it is the fourth announcement, it has been teasing. It's pretty underwhelming if it is real, but if it is a prank, then I am just now left confused about the whole thing. There might be some translation shortcomings here that I'm not understanding, but I guess we will learn more later. I might cover a few more of these tomorrow, if any others bubble up that are super fun, but those are some of the more interesting ones that I ran into this morning. Bethesda won't be sharing a digital showcase in June. With E3's cancellation, the assumption has been that many publishers and developers would just move their various planned E3 reveals and press conferences to an online digital format that would happen around June, but it looks like that is not the plan for Bethesda. For the past few years, Bethesda has held a press conference during E3, but it looks like this year it won't be sharing game details in June. At least not in the same format. Pete Hines, who often hosts the Bethesda E3 press conference and is the SVP of Global Marketing and Communications at Bethesda, tweeted today, Given the many challenges we're facing due to the pandemic, we will not host a digital showcase in June. We have lots of exciting things to share about our games and look forward to telling you more in the coming months. April 1st is obviously not a great day to make any kind of real announcement. So I reached out to Bethesda just to make sure this is a legitimate announcement. And they gave me a response and said that, yeah, this is not an April Fool's Day joke. No digital showcase in June, which is not surprising. It's what I assumed, but I just wanted to double check. Ryan Reynolds and Netflix are working together to make a live-action adaptation of Dragon's Lair. A film adaptation of Dragon's Lair, the classic animated FMV video game, is in the works at Netflix with Ryan Reynolds attached to apparently star and produce the film, according to The Hollywood Reporter. This is a weird one because Don Bluth and Gary Goldman, who created the animation for the original game, have been trying to get a movie made for years... They used crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter and Indiegogo to try to raise funds to create a short four-minute pitch animation that they could take to studios to try and help fund a full you know, 90-minute animated feature, but those never really went anywhere. The Kickstarter campaign was canceled before it had the chance to fail. They are, thankfully, involved in this film on board as producers, but it is weird to me that Netflix is going live-action when the original popularity of the game is so closely tied to the quality of its animation. It's also weird to me that Ryan Reynolds is involved, or rather it's weird that he has become so involved in so many video game adaptations. He was the titular Detective Pikachu, he stars in the upcoming Free Guy, where he basically plays a Grand Theft Auto NPC, and now he is doing this Dragon Slayer movie. My confusion stems from a 2009 quote where Reynolds was interviewed by Entertainment Weekly. He said when asked about video games, I don't really play video games. Is there a way to waste more effing time? The internet's enough. The last video game I played was Ms. Pac-Man. Maybe he was making a joke at the time and his sarcasm didn't translate to print, Or maybe his opinion of the medium has changed over the last 11 years. Or maybe his kids love video games. Who knows? While at Game Informer, I did a big feature on the Detective Pikachu movie where I flew to London to visit the set of the film while they were filming and talk to the actors and producers and director. And my plan was to talk to Ryan Reynolds about that quote. But I unfortunately never got the chance to talk to him. He wasn't on set and try as I might the folks I was working with for the feature were just, they were never able to set up an interview with him. So I was never able to ask him. I bring this all up because if you ever get a chance to talk to Ryan Reynolds, please ask him if his opinion of video games has changed at all. And let me know what he says. I'm very curious. Anyway, keep an eye out for an adaptation of Dragon's Slayer coming to Netflix at some point, I guess. Okay. It's time to commit. So don't settle, find love at first drive, and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Pokemon Go developers acquire a new augmented reality company, and it continues to make Pokemon Go even easier to play from home. Niantic, the studio behind the mega-hit Pokemon Go, as well as the inarguably- Less popular, Harry Potter Wizards Unite recently acquired an augmented reality startup called 6D.ai. The company's claim to fame is its software's ability to quickly render a 3D model of an environment that you're in. Lucas Matney reported on the acquisition for TechCrunch, writing Niantic's bread and butter is mobile games, specifically Pokemon Go, but the company has raised nearly a half billion dollars to do something more, building out a developer platform for augmented reality meant to rival what has been created by Facebook and Apple. Acquiring 60.ai is an interesting step further there. Niantic is a consumer games company, and 60.ai was primarily working with enterprise clients. While Niantic will be shutting down 60.ai's existing developer tools over the next month, a spokesperson tells TechCrunch that the tech will soon be integrated with the company's Niantic real-world platform to help developers build AR experiences for all types of consumer and business applications, including enterprise. I always felt like there was this big scramble for various companies to focus on and expand augmented reality technology after the wild success of Pokemon Go, with many thinking that the AR element of the game was key to its massive success But that's not why Pokemon Go is successful at all. The reason Pokemon Go is successful is because it created a real-world analog to literally one of the most popular franchises in the world. People just really like Pokemon, not augmented reality. I have certainly slowed down playing Pokemon Go significantly since launch, but I played a lot, and I never met anyone in my years of playing who kept the augmented reality settings on while playing. It's a neat trick, but everyone eventually turns off those settings in order to focus on the Pokemon part of the game. So I always worry that companies investing in augmented reality based on Pokemon Go's success are are doing so in a way that's a little misguided. In other more Pokemon Go gameplay-focused news, Niantic is making it easier and easier to play from home. In a blog post on Niantic's website, it writes, We just launched a new form of gameplay in Pokemon Go called Go Battle League, that you can play from anywhere in the world, including at home. We reduced the walking requirements for Go Battle League from three kilometers to zero and introduced deeply discounted incense and Pokeballs so people can catch Pokemon without traveling far. Gifts have more useful content and we increased storage so you can send and receive more gifts. Niantic is releasing similar updates for its other games, like the previously mentioned Harry Potter Wizards Unite and Ingress. And it also has a roadmap for making the games easier and easier to play from home while monitoring the progress of COVID-19. I assume all these updates will just kind of disappear once the world is back to normal. Here's what released today. I'm embarrassed to admit that I, I missed this yesterday, even though I promised I would look into it. But Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered is out now on PlayStation 4, and then it's going to come to other platforms at a later date. The remaster was actually made by Beanox, and for the moment at least, it's just the campaign, which is still very exciting. It's a little frustrating that it's console platform exclusive to PlayStation 4 for the moment, but hey, it is what it is. It's out now on PlayStation 4, just like they pr- sort of accidentally promised. Totally Reliable Delivery Service, a co-op goofy physics vehicle game about taking packages to their destination while being witness to all the chaos that can happen, is out today on just about every platform, mobile Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It looks a little bit in the tradition of like an overcooked and maybe a human fall flat in there. It looks entertaining and weird. And speaking of weird, there is this very weird game called Snaky Bus, that released yesterday on PlayStation 4, but it's also coming to Switch tomorrow and Xbox One on April 3rd. So today is as good as any other day to mention it. It looks bizarre, almost like a crazy taxi where you have to pick up and deliver passengers at high speed using the actual roads as little as possible. But as you go, the length of your bus gets longer and longer until it is absurd lengths. And it all takes place in a fairly realistic environment. I had never seen it until today, But apparently it's been on Steam for a while. It just it looks absolutely wild. That's it for gaming news today. I played a lot of Resident Evil 3 remake last night. I am definitely starting to see its action focus as opposed to Resident Evil 2's more split puzzle/slash action focus. I have more ammo, I have more weapon upgrades, and I am still pretty early in the game. I like jill valentine a lot i really didn't expect to find her as cool as i do considering most resident evil characters are just kind of stoic gotta finish the mission type soldiers but i like her characterization in the game a lot yeah, if you have corrections or feedback find me on twitter at kyle M. hilliard at gaming ride home the dms are open on both of those accounts so send me a dm or you can send me an email kyle at ridehome.info give me feedback on the show good or bad i prefer good but i'll take bad too also, wherever you're listening to this, please leave a review for it. I would really appreciate it. Find me on Twitch, Kyle Impersonator. I'm still playing Black Mesa. That game's great. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. We air episodes of the MinMax Show every Thursday. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.